Cool. All right. Well, welcome to the Hustling Podcast. If this is your first time here, Hustling is the leading marketplace for side gigs. And this week, I'm super excited because we have a very special guest, um, Amber, who is the serial entrepreneur and currently the founder slash CEO of VET. So with that, I want to jump right in. Amber, can you give us a high-level overview of what VET is? Sure, absolutely. Um, so VET is a platform that utilizes the gig economy to perform a task for a business virtually off of a script. So our focus right now is phone interviews. So basically, vetters uh, uh, are our gig workers and they're able to phone interview applicants right at the moment of intent. So applicants interviewing for jobs could interview um, within seconds of applying. So interesting. So in a world of like AI, do you see your guys uh, vet as moving towards more of a human experience or? Yeah, definitely. So we call it instant human connection. Uh, the instant is, uh, it's kind of like requesting a ride share app or, you know, if you're requesting a, a ride, you hit one button and it searches who's online, matches you up with that driver. So similar uh, to that, um, someone would hit interview now just with one click of a button and it searches who's online, matches them up with them. The script for the interview pops up for the vetter, the gig worker, and uh, our technology connects uh, the two parties. Um, uh, on the phone. Super cool. So with that, if I know you kind of already talked about that a little bit high level, but do you want to share an elevator pitch that maybe you would pitch to investors or what that is if it's, or do you think you kind of already covered it? Sure. Yeah, no, really what we're doing is we're capturing a lead at the moment of intent. And so we've, we've seen conversion happen when you can really show that other human, the human on the other line that they matter. So if you can show someone that they matter right at the moment of intent, um, that really makes a difference in you know how uh, the person feels and the memories that are created during that process. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's really uh, cool to see you know how uh, the physics of what creates momentum and then the psychology of showing someone that they matter, you know, the difference that it makes. It's such a cool model in, in a lot of ways, and we can kind of touch on it later. I kind of want to give vetters a sense, but what's so interesting to me about what you guys are doing so far, as I understand it, is it's so much software that we're creating, and I think in the last five years has been software for the sake of software. Like we're creating software to solve problems that we created by introducing software, and that is kind of taking us back to you know, kind of before those days of like just connecting the two human beings, and it's like. It's a really cool model. I, I always used to joke around calling it organic intelligence, but uh, I love, what was your, what was your word for it again? Uh, instant human connection. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so with that, okay, so we talked about a couple things. Let's jump right in a little bit deeper and talk about maybe some of the largest challenges you guys are currently facing as a company, if you could share some of those with us. Sure, yeah. Our biggest thing I think has really just been getting Vet's name out there. Um, I'm not a marketing person. I've, you know, really been focused on uh, building out the solution that works and getting, you know, organic customers on the platform, um, which we've been doing. And then that creates a buzz. Um, and, uh, you know, now it's really just getting that name out there. So that way we could, you know, provide uh, options for people all over the country. Our vetters um, are distributed all over. So, you know, we really want to be able to help provide income to folks in different areas where, you know, jobs may be scarce even. 
Um, and eventually we'd love to, you know, have that expand outside of the country as well. That's super cool. So right now you guys are domestic only. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so just to recap, so there's definitely, there's, it sounds like there's always going to be availability for vetters, these people that are taking calls, but on the flip side of that, do you see any, and in, in that way, it's kind of like the ultimate side hustle, right? Cause it's like a way for people to earn a little bit of cash on the side. And I, I don't, you know, I don't know if the dollar amount I'm sure is like different for each vet or each, like depending on the role. So we don't have to talk about that. If people want to go find out more, can they just go to vet? Yeah. The way that it works is you, um, sign up to be a vetter, uh, and you make money for every uh, phone interview that you conduct. So they're about five to seven minutes long. Um, and you know, you're really just, what's incredible about that is that you're able to, sh to show something that they matter in this moment. And so, you know, we, we want people to kind of go off script to really have that human connection. And, you know, in a world where AI is kind of, you know, trying to replace the human, we're bringing the human back in. So, you know, when businesses are, are you know, going towards AI and zigging, we're over here zagging. Uh, and, uh, you know, we really, really value that human connection. Oh my gosh. That like pulls on my heartstrings. Cause I think I see so much of like when, when the masses are moving somewhere, when they like queue up for a line for the iPhone or whatever, when the masses are going in one direction, I think the opportunity is always in the other direction. So I think it's crazy. I think HR professionals that are, or recruiting professionals or investors that are interested in working with that, that aren't now, I think you'd be crazy not to be working with you guys because in a world where, you know, it, it kind of went from, uh, the creator economy of like these blogs that were just kind of frivolous noise and didn't really like make a whole lot of sense, but they hit a lot of keywords turned up on Google really high. And like, you didn't really get your question answered. It's like, we moved in the 21st century, got away from 56K dial-up, and now we have all this content, but a lot of it's still not answering the questions. And just the human approach that you guys are taking is just, it makes so much more sense. And in an age where um, a lot of people don't feel valued or heard, to not have your resume looked at for months and weeks on end and not know what's going on, like that I think contributes largely to the problem. And, and it's really cool that simultaneously, as economically, we have these challenges and impacts going um, that you guys are providing job opportunities, however big or small, for vetters to come in. And so the one other question I did want to ask before I lose my train of thought is, um, aside from vetters, are there any other side hustles that you see now or in the future, like maybe a part-time marketing role or something down the road, or maybe you guys don't have anything right now, but is there anything you see in the future as you know being a potential um, side hustle gig for vet internally? Potentially, in terms of communication, we have an SMS feature which has follow-ups to, to applicants um, post the interview to really, again, show them that they they matter to the business. Um, there's opportunity potentially for our vetters to kind of perform those tasks uh, as well. That's something, you know, we've kind of talked about. But really, we see vet kind of also kind of disrupting the call center industry with gig workers. Um, you know, so our vetters not just doing phone interviews. That's where we started because that was my background. Um, and I started the company in, you know, during COVID on a theory that, you know, if an applicant were to apply to a job and be offered an interview or to speak to someone right in that moment, would they want to do it? Would their, their behavior change? And the data suggested that it did. And now that we've been, you know, out there on the market, the data is even more so validating that, you know, we're seeing 112% uh, conversions, uh, which is, which is incredible. So 
really any area where a business interacts with a human, um, we see the veterans being able to kind of play a role in. You touched on this a little bit, but if you could extrapolate a little bit more, it sounds like you guys have had a pivot. Can you talk about any pivots that you guys have had and kind of, I think from that, I'd love to segue into any lessons that you've learned that you can share. Oh yeah. So many lessons, definitely. Um, so, uh, Mike, my co-founder and I, we really kind of look at, uh, building this business as like a video game where you, you have different unlocks, different levels that you're unlocking of knowledge, uh, that you didn't know, you know, the month before. And, you know, it's, it's been so incredible just to kind of hear the market and see what, you know, what they're asking for. Um, and the product just continues to, to evolve, you know, what it, or it originally supposed to, was supposed to be was, uh, software engineers vetting software engineers, but, uh, during, you know, this discovery phase, we found that, um, you know, we really wanted to cater to the masses of, uh, providing options and income to just our, you know, our neighbors, our veterans, our stay at home moms, retirees, military veterans, folks with disabilities who can't physically, you know, have a job, college students, um, you know, really anyone who, uh, can read a script, has a phone and a computer and could, you know, could do this. And, you know, you go online when you want to work and offline when you don't. So it's completely flexible. Um, and, you know, you get paid every, for every interview you do. And, um, you know, we want to provide those, those options to people all around the country and world. So was that challenging? I know for in companies that I've started in the past, when I was faced with that point of pivoting, I kind of, I've grown a little bit since then, but like, I definitely took it as like this, like, why is the universe against me? I had this idea. It was such a good idea. And then it was like to move so far away from where I thought I wanted to go. Um, that was hard for me. How was that for you? And what other lessons kind of have you guys learned to this point? Yeah, definitely. It's funny that you said that because I always thought that a pivot was a bad thing. And I think it's the best thing a business could ever have because it's you listening and taking the the learnings and the knowledge and what people are saying. And basically what I did was I put it on a whiteboard and I just kind of mapped out all the different, you know, pot potential scenarios of if we did it this way, if we did it this way. And ultimately, like, I'll never forget when we, when I pivoted to, uh, you know, the frontline high volume industry sector. Um, I like, it was almost like I solved like a math equation and I was like, I got it. And that's where I was like, okay, I think this could really scale because, you know, it's, uh, we, we can, ha we have access to so many resources and businesses have so much work that's going unfulfilled and, you know, we're, we're not utilizing, you know, humans to their fullest potential. And that's the other thing about that is, you know, we're finding that asking, taking the time because again, you're, someone else is doing it. So you as an organization don't have to do it. You can take the time to really show that person, um, you know, that allow them to feel heard and seen and ask questions like, you know, really getting to the why and, and not just, uh, you know, why do you want to come work for my physical security company, but really saying, you know, question, scripting it like to questions like, have you always been one to want to protect others, you know, and really allowing that person to feel heard and seen in a world where, you know, for a lot of these frontline jobs, a lot of people feel invisible. So we want to treat, uh, the frontline applicants, uh, interview just as, a CFO would be interviewed, you know, cause everyone's, you know, it's just, they're human and, you know, one shouldn't have, you know, a different experience than the other. Um, yeah. 
I don't that, know if that answered your question. <laughs> that's yeah. Again, that is like, I, I don't know the fact that people aren't getting like vet tattooed all over their body and going crazy to buy this product and like shout from the rooftops about it is wild because, and not that they're not, I don't, you know, this is my first interview with you and I'm so thankful and grateful to have you here, but I just think this product is so cool in terms of like the people it's giving part-time work to and bringing back meaning and meaningful interaction between people that are otherwise a lot of times forgotten until their resume surfaces weeks or months later. And uh, that definitely doesn't contribute. Uh, that definitely does contribute to, I think, some of the mental health crisis that's happening mm-hmm. at this point in time and with people working remotely. And I just, bringing the human back in is just so cool. And so let's just switch gears really quick and then we can kind of round out. But what I wanted to get a sense of is kind of what, why vet? Like, what, how did you get to this point? And, what, and talk a little bit about what motivates you as an entrepreneur, as a leader. So like why this particular thing? I know you talked about you had a little bit of a history in that if you want to touch on that. And then what drives you? I know for some people it's just financial gain or for some people it's this like selfless thing to help other people or it's, it's, it's like family or it's something else. But mm-hmm. touch on those two things for us. Yeah. So I'd say when I first started the company, my why uh, started off as my mom. So, you know, when I was 14, my mom, you know, was a a, sing, a widowed mom. Uh, my dad had passed away. And so she had, she held three jobs just to be able to make sure that, you know, we had food to eat and, and went to school with, you know, clean clothes and everything. And so I remember just seeing her, you know, working these three jobs and I was like, man, this is this is not how she should be living. Like this, this is the stinks. And if she had something like that, where she could be in the confines of her own home and work when she's able, wants to, and when she doesn't and still have that option, um, you know, I think that would have been incredible for us. And, you know, my goal has always been to be able to take care of my mom, but the purpose, my purpose has changed, uh, for vet because now I see all the other moms on the platform and all the other families and people who, you know, are able to, around Christmas time, we had a vetter like reach out and say, you know, I'm, I can pay for my uh, children's Christmas gifts because of that. And so that is what I want. I, I want this to be, you know, and what's also really cool is that it, it allows people to kind of find, you know, their confidence and purpose because they're speaking to other humans and they're hearing their stories too. And this, this uh, you know, interaction between the two, it's just, it's so special. And the, the calls are recorded are recorded for uh, quality and training, but, you know, kind of listening into them. And we do ask in the script, some of our customers ask questions like, you know, what drives you outside of work? And, you know, you get to hear kind of their, their story and it allows them also to, to be able to have a platform to, to talk on it. So we really do feel like that uh, could also help with the mental health, uh, you know, situation, because when you think about it, uh, we experience 20, about 20,000 or so moments a day as a human, which is wild. And businesses are interacting with hundreds and hundreds of thousands of humans. And all these moments are happening, but no one's doing anything with these moments. Imagine what we can do if we design, like carefully design these moments um, to, you know, really improve like just humanity and, you know, human to human connection. I vibe with that so much. Last week, this morning, I was listening to this, um, like a neuroscientist. And last week, I was listening to a rabbi. And they actually said this is a very similar thing, which kind of blew my mind, where it was like, 
commerce, like the interaction of commerce, like money in and of itself, it's to bring us together. Because you can't go buy a sandwich, you can't transact a dollar without going to the bank, like digitally or in person or whatever, interacting with another human being. And then go, you know, then you go to the sandwich place to get your sandwich or you go on some app to get it. And then there's this, it, the like money actually, and, and it's weird. I think a lot of times when I was a salesperson, I would get so scared of jumping on my calls. And then after the calls, it would feel so good. And I think we are supposed to be connected to one another. And there's something magical that happens when two people come together. And so it's, I'm just like, why is everyone making such a big deal of AI when the human experience, like we still haven't figured it all out. Like we still haven't you know, made, made that great. Um, so. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, going to COVID, uh, we lacked that human experience, uh, human to human connection. And, you know, it definitely had its repercussions, you know, on society and mental health and all that stuff. And, you know, while AI definitely has a place in this world, like we truly believe that, like getting to the human faster or, you know, allowing the human to be able to do their job more efficiently, mm -hmm. like that we definitely, you know, support and agree with. And, um, you know, but it, it really comes down to, and I, I think it also, like it really comes down to, allowing someone to realize that they have a purpose and that they are here for a reason. And, um, when someone's having, so I'll tell you where the kind of how the moment thing happened. I would travel a ton, like when I first started the company and I would go to the airport and I would be like reading a book at the bar or at the restaurant, whatever, waiting for my flight. And I would have these moments and interactions with people who were also waiting for their flights. And in that moment, they would tell me their life story. And it was such a special thing, but it was, and I think it's why I loved airports so much because like, I just met all these strangers and they confided in me because it was these moments, these moments in time. And, you know, the one woman that I had met, she had just lost uh, her mom that day. And we had this, this moment where she was like, it was, we, we hugged each other and, you know, I didn't even know each other. We were strangers, but you can like just have moments with strangers that really change the trajectory of someone's day and potentially their life, you know, like, when, and I don't want to, I don't mean to go like this dark, but like, imagine like a, like a suicide hotline. And if someone is calling in and no one is there in that moment to talk to that person, like who knows what could happen. And like, it's just like moments could change people's lives. That's, that's all I have to say about that. No, it's the real deal. I, and I just coming out of a season of dealing with depression and whatever, it's very real to me because there was a lot of people in my life that had, you know, I hadn't talked to in a long time or whatever. And people just kind of came out of the woodwork. And I'm like, it actually takes more faith for me to believe that all of this stuff just happens by chance, whether whatever people believe in, whether it's some spiritual thing or in the universe guiding them or whatever. But like, I'm, it, it's to me, it's like the, the, people coming into your life and these little things that happen when, when people are brought back together, it's uh it's pretty magical. And I think, and there's science coming out about it now. I mean, the quantum science, you know, quantum field and all this stuff that's coming out is like really kind of proving that, Hey, there's more going on. Like we cast out our own Wi-Fi signals and all this stuff's pretty like unknown still. And it's like, we, you know, we don't even know what's going on in our own seas and on Mars and whatever. And we don't even know what's going on in the own human brain. In the 80s, they thought the brain was stuck in time and that it wasn't neuroplastic. And 
we've learned so much. So I, I had one more question on that and I lost my train of thought. I'm trying to look at my notes here. Um, we talked about lessons. We talked about a lot of stuff. We kind of talked about maybe the future, there'll be some side hustle roles, but right now that in and of itself is the ultimate side hustle. I think in many ways, was there anything else you wanted to close with or that you wanted to say in closing about that and, and kind of your journey to this point? Um, yeah, just more companies on the platform means more we're creating more jobs all around the country and, and world. And so just getting Vet's name out there, um, you know, and having the opportunity to talk with you here on this, you know, I really appreciate um, when, yeah, I, I think that uh, side hustles are definitely, you know, the thing of the future, you know, being able to have options um, to generate income outside of your normal, you know, day to day. Um, some of our vetters are doing it, you know, all day, every day, and some, you know, do it when they come home from, from work or on the weekends. Um, so I think just any kind of side hustle, you know, which is why I love this uh, hustling um, is, is really incredible just to showcase that that's kind of where the, um, the world is going and we have to listen to, you know, what the world is saying. So a couple things where, where, if I'm an organization, where can I find you to get started and sign up? Sure. So you can go to vet.io. So V E T T E dot I O don't go to vet.com because you'll find a bunch of Corvettes unless you really like Corvettes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, V E T T E dot I O V as in Victor. And then is there a free trial or is there some kind of, how does that look like if a company wants to get started? Yeah, businesses could uh, sign up for a seven day free trial or up to 25 uh, free vets um, to kind of see, uh, you know, the mad, the moment, the magic moment <laughs> and uh, the conversions. Um, and we provide a data uh, report afterwards so you can see kind of your before and after, um, but you can get it set up pretty quickly. Um, within a couple of days. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I know we're just about at time. It's been awesome having you. You're so badass. I love your mission. I love that it started with your mom and, and then it's a deeper thing. And it's, it's, you know, you're really looking for the sense of meaningful impact. I think a lot of us are trying to success and fulfillment are so different. And I, I just appreciate you, you know, coming on. I appreciate you as a person starting this company and going through the roller coaster of highs and lows, as it were, that I know startup life can bring. So thank you so much for being here and being a part thank of the podcast. Thank you, Barry. I appreciate you and hustling.